God often reveals his truth to us, whether it is about himself, us, or the relationships therein through the natural world. This is revealed to us by Paul in Romans 1, 19-20, which says, For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. This is also true for man-made things such as film, and I would like to show how he does just that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Welcome back to Oh How Marvelous. And since we are going in chronological order of the MCU and not release order, we are starting off with Captain America the First Avenger. Before we get into that, you may have noticed on your platform of choice to listen to this podcast that we have the logo out. Now, this is not exactly the idea for the design that I had, but Thomas made it better. Um, apparently, the arrow in the A is trademarked, so... Um, he changed it to a cross, which was all the better. And yeah, I get that the logo is a bit pixelated, but it will have to do for now. But also, Thomas did a fantastic job. So thank you, Thomas. Shout out to you, bro. Now first, I want to give some of my thoughts on the movie before we dive into the devotional. So first of all, how these thoughts are going to work is I'm going to share what I liked about the movie, what I didn't like about it, and I'm going to share about my movie-going experience with whatever topic movie we're going with for the day. Or if it's one of the series, I'm just going to talk about my first time watching it or something, uh, if it just kind of stands out in my memory. And along with this part, I will talk about my favorite character from the movie, or the show, my favorite scene, and my favorite quote. So, for Captain America the First Avenger, honestly, I didn't really have any dislikes with it, not that I can recall. Um, I haven't watched it in a while, and uh, as I'm catching up with my devotional page on this podcast, I'm not going to really have time to watch all the content which I'm covering um, I might do it every once in a while, um, just to refresh my memory if it's something I haven't seen in such a long time, or if I just decided to watch it sometime before the podcast anyway, not necessarily for the podcast, or to refresh myself in the devotional. So that's where we're at there. Now on to my thoughts on the movie. Um, again, I said before, I don't really have any dislikes with the movie. I think it was pretty well done, uh, especially for a superhero movie in its time. Uh, it came out back in 2011. That was the summer between middle school and high school for me. Uh, I don't exactly remember my theater experience there. And so for me, this was the movie that grabbed my attention for the MCU, but the Avengers sealed the deal there. And now my favorite scene in this movie was uh, the car talk that Steve had with Peggy um, in New York as they were on their way for him to get the super soldier serum procedure done. Um, I just love that it displayed um, Steve's humility and it showed Peggy exactly why 
Dr. Erskine chose him to receive this serum because of Erskine's experience with the character known as Red School, but his real name is Johann Schmidt, and he was one bad dude. So yeah, that was my favorite scene. My favorite character, obviously, is Steve Rogers, because as I've said in uh, the beginning, the first episode of this podcast, that he is my favorite character of the entire MCU, so why would he not be my favorite character of this movie? Now, I did enjoy Peggy Carter as a character. She really displayed honor in what her character was, and I love that. And so my favorite quote is one of the humorous ones. Uh, It comes from Tommy Lee Jones uh, when they're raiding the last Hydra camp where Red Skull is finally. And uh, they're coming into the building, and some of the Hydra agents come out and are like, You cut off one head, two more shall take its place. And Tommy Lee Jones comes in and says, Let's go find two more. And Tommy Lee Jones is just fantastic in this movie. He is 100% on his deliveries. It's amazing. I'm glad he's in the MCU. And to close off my general thoughts on this movie, I did not think that this was the best Captain America film, and therefore not the best MCU film, but it was still a solid film. I really loved it. And now we're going to move on to the devotional piece of this podcast episode on Captain America, the first Avenger. So how this is going to work is that I'm going to start off with reading the devotional piece that I've written already. And then I will elaborate further if I feel that I need to. And then I will go into talking about more biblical themes that I found in the movie. Um, which are certainly not all of them that I'll be covering. And whenever a scripture comes up, I will make sure to pause and to read that scripture. It will most likely always be from the English Standard Version, as I have read theme verse, Romans 1, 19-20, in the first podcast episode. So let's get right to it. The reading of the devotional piece. In the film Captain America the First Avenger, Steve Rogers faces both hostility and support in his endeavor in becoming the world's first super soldier from those on the same side as him in the fight to take down Hydra. Colonel Phillips displays disinterest in Dr. Erskine's choice of Rogers as the prime candidate to receive the super serum. Phillips has his own opinion of what the prime candidate should be. He, as a soldier, understandably believes that the prime candidate should be in completely good health, displaying strength and physicality. He tells Rogers sometime after the procedure that he asked for an army and all I got was you. You are not enough. Dr. Erskine has a different perspective. Because of what he learned in his experience with Schmidt, he believes that the prime candidate should be not a perfect soldier, but a good man. Erskine and Phillips have a small exchange before the procedure in which this all plays out. Erskine says that he is looking for qualities beyond the physical. The night before the procedure, because of his experience with Schmidt, as I have explained before, Erskine tells Rogers, a strong man who has no power all his life will lose respect for that power. But a weak man knows the value of strength 
and knows compassion. This is much like 1 Samuel 16, when God tells Samuel to go to Bethlehem to anoint the next king to replace Saul. He invites Jesse and his sons to join him for a sacrifice. As he looked upon the first son, God told Samuel to not look at his appearance or the height of his stature, for the Lord does not see as a man sees. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Verse 7. That is why the Lord directed Samuel to David. David, much like Steve Rogers, had the heart of a godly leader. The truth is, we as humans have a very limited perspective into who people are, including ourselves. The world may tell us that the person who knows you best is you, but the truth of the matter is that it is actually God who knows you best. He looks at your heart because he knows your heart. So we should not be judging others by their appearances, but by their heart. The only way to get to know someone else's heart is to be in community with them. Is there someone in your life that you are judging based on their physical appearance? How does God view that person? If we are all made in the image of God, how do they reflect it? How do you? How can you more clearly show his image? Because we are all made in the image of God. Whether we are believers or not, we are all made in his image. And here is the biblical story referenced from in 1 Samuel 16. Again, this is in the English Standard Version. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul, since I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord, and invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do, and you shall anoint for me him who I declare to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. And Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. Then Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but behold, he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and get him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. And Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. May the Lord always bless the reading of his word. So I feel like uh, this devotional piece was pretty well self-explanatory. Um, the main point being... Don't look at someone's outward appearance and judge them. Don't judge a book by its cover.
you gotta really get to know them first before you judge someone. Otherwise, we're just quick to judge and we'll just be living in the judgmental world that we have created for ourselves. And to add on to this point, Jeremiah 17 says, The heart is deceitful above all things. So again, there's also some discernment that needs to be exercised here because God says the heart is deceitful above all things, yet it's also the show of our true selves. And that's why we need Him because He transforms our hearts, our minds, our bodies, and our souls. And the heart pours forth from the mouth also. And so if we have a foul mouth as well, or if we gossip, that flows from our heart. And that's why it's important to be in the world, but not of the world, because the world can influence our heart. But if we're in the Word daily, we can gain knowledge and wisdom from God that only comes from Him, and therefore it transforms our hearts. Um, so that's all for the main point of the devotional piece. So what about some other biblical themes that are in this movie? Um, I have a few, and certainly it's not limited to these. The first is um, the element of self-sacrifice. It's pretty easily displayed in the scene in the camp before he gets his serum, where Rogers um, jumps on the grenade. Of course, it's a fake grenade. It's meant to only test people. It's for training. But Rogers does not hesitate to jump on that. And where do we see the same element of self-sacrifice in Scripture? In the person of Jesus Christ. He laid down his life for us on the cross. He didn't have to. But, I mean, to give us salvation as human beings... Will all fall short of the glory of God. He had to sacrifice himself on the cross. He sacrificed his life that we might live eternally with him and the Father and the Spirit in paradise. Elsewhere in scripture that self-sacrifice is played out or even explained is John 15:13. Greater love has no one than this that someone laid down his life for his friends. And that is the self-sacrificial love that God calls us as believers to. Even for those who are not believers, for our enemies. For God has told us through Jesus, His Son, in 100% divine nature and 100% incarnate nature, that we are to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. For that is how we bring people into the kingdom. We don't shout at them into the kingdom. We love them into the kingdom. And that is a hard thing to play out, really, because there are some things where, like, I I can't even tell what do I do in this situation that would show Christ to them, but also show that I don't really give into this ideology or into this sin that they're doing, but I love them as a person. So... Seek the Lord's discernment in those situations. And so the next biblical theme that I've noticed play out in this movie is going above and beyond the call of duty. It kind of goes along with the element of self-sacrifice. Um, this is played out when Steve Rogers 
Yes, upon hearing that his friend Bucky Barnes, that's with the 107th um, Division, that he decides to go above and beyond the call of duty, even disobeying his superiors, namely Colonel Phillips, played by Tommy Lee Jones, and he goes and saves the 107th Division from Hydra and frees them from a Hydra base. And that is how he becomes the superhero Captain America and not just the poster boy Captain America. So I love that it's that Steve was willing to go above the call of duty to bring him to being the superhero that he is. And where this element of going above and beyond the call of duty is found in Matthew 5:41. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. So to give you some context here, remember this is the time where Rome had taken over basically most of the known world at the time, and Israel was a part of that. And so if you were a commoner and a Roman soldier came up to you and asked you to carry their things, uh, a certain distance, you would have to do that. Otherwise, you might get arrested or something. But what Jesus is calling us to do here is to go the extra mile with the centurion. Because if the centurion is telling us to go one mile with him, we're to go another mile with him. It's to show that self-sacrificial service as well as uh, going above and beyond the call of duty. Because uh, it after all, it's what Christ did for us, so we have no right, in the words of Steve in this movie, we have no right to do otherwise. Now that is certainly not all the biblical elements found in this movie, but that's all that I could find right now. And so that concludes the podcast on Captain America, the first Avenger. But first, I have a new announcement to make, because we're new here, so there's probably going to be some new announcements. About the next few episodes anyway. So, I wanted to first pitch that we have a Discord now um, under the name Oh How Marvelous. Um, so, if you want to be a part of that, you don't have to be a patron or anything. I don't really have a patron page yet. But, if you want to be a part of that, please just contact me at mcudevos at gmail.com and we can get you hooked up in there. I'll just send you the invite link, and that'll send you right to it. Uh, there we could talk about the podcast, about God, theology, and such like that. Talk about Marvel, anything, everything Marvel. Um, also, you could give us prayer requests, because I want to be able to pray for you. Um, and so I would like for you to be able to pray for me, so that we could pray for each other specifically, and build each other up as the body of Christ. And on the Discord, y'all can share to me elements that I may have missed and overlooked. And that would be awesome. Also, something I forgot to mention earlier about the logo, I wanted to explain the logo. First, you can see within the A, as I mentioned before, where the point is, um, the arrow, in the A, you have a cross now. Um, obviously, the cross stands for the crucifixion. And so that's how Thomas avoided being... Uh, copyright slashed with uh, the logo there. Obviously, the A still looks like the Avengers logo, so that is fantastic. Also, as you look in behind the A, you will see an ichthus, that is the Jesus fish. 
Ichthus being spelled I-C-T-H-U-S. And a little historical background on the Ichthus. It actually originates from the church in the book of Acts. And so, back when the church was being persecuted by Rome, any Christians who wanted to know if someone else was a Christian, they would take a stick, and the ground was mostly dirt, right? So, they would um, draw one of the curved lines of the fish, and if the other person wasn't a Christian, they wouldn't know what was going on. But if the other person was a Christian, they would do the other line of the fish to complete it. And Ichthus itself stands for Jesus Christ, Son of God, Savior. And this is how Christians back in the persecution of Rome would tell where to go for a church gathering. And I decided upon the purple background because, A, I just like the color purple. That worked well with the logo. But also, um, it is the color of the power stone. And so there's power in the blood of Jesus and I wanted to represent the power of Scripture, the power of God, um, and the power in where two or three are gathered in his name. There he is also. So that does it for this episode. Um, Captain America, the first Avenger. What a great movie. And what a great way that God shows us him through these movies that we come across in our everyday lives. And so, have a good one, guys. I'll see you next time, where we will cover Captain Marvel on the Oh How Marvelous podcast.